This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straub. It is Wednesday, March 9th, and today it's your 5x5 five five episodes. Five, episode, singular, five writers from NBC Sports Edge for five minutes each. We will talk some late season fantasy intrigue in where else? Oklahoma City and elsewhere, plus some MVP talk, playoff odds, and much more coming up over the next 25 to 30 minutes as we welcome in our everyday leadoff hitter, Ryan Knauss. Ryan? Good morning, afternoon, hi. Good afternoon, Matt. Every Wednesday, leadoff hitter at least. I don't know what you're yeah, doing the rest that, of the week. I know but... I couldn't. I couldn't think of how to phrase that properly. So I just went with every day. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about some Oklahoma City Thunder news and mm. action, potential fantasy pickups. And I wanted to preface this by saying that I often fall into this trap myself of thinking, well. Key players are out for Team X. Mm-hmm. Certainly, some players are going to step up and have at least roughly comparable fantasy value. There must be value here. So let's just pick up whoever's going to get minutes. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's the case in OKC right now. Uh, but we'll start by saying three players just had season-ending surgery yesterday. Lou Dort had a Ugh. torn labrum in his left shoulder. Tough. Tough one there. He's the most cut player on Yahoo today. I don't know why he was still on that many rosters, having not played since February 12th. He's only a top 120 guy this year anyway, but setting that aside, uh, with Ty Jerome also had sports hernia surgery. He's been out since February 14th. Mm-hmm. And Mike Muscala was the third one, ankle surgery, been out since February 4th. So as Just I said, those resonating, guys... Rip, rip, huge waves across fantasy right. leagues with that Mike Muscala news. Right, I mean, of course. I, how many of my rosters just got decimated by that development? And all three of those guys, as I mentioned, have been out for a while. So this isn't going to have radical or really any implications for what the rotation has been, what it might look like going forward. But I guess my question to you is based on what we've seen and based on recent mm-hmm. recent events and rotations and so forth from Coach Mark Dagnall, do you think that there's a lot of value here? So I'll go through some names for you. For instance, Isaiah Roby. I think he is a real fantasy option. I, I would stream him. Uh, in 13 starts, he's averaging over 11 points on 53% shooting, 1.2 triples. He's actually shooting 58% from deep as a starter. Wow. Uh, over six boards, 1.2 steals, 0.7 blocks, doesn't turn it over. To me, those are very serviceable fantasy numbers. I'm okay streaming him even you know, in a 14-team league rostering him the rest of the way are you on board so far i am and you know i was following that game in real time last night against the bucks and roby did not look like he was going to get there in terms of value but he eventually got to 12 points three rebounds two assists a block and a three-pointer so that was nice to see he Mm -hmm. had been coming off that monster game right something like 26 seven and five block steals four threes so yes i like him short answer long answer yes Okay, nice. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't want to chase that monster game that he had too much. No. Certainly shouldn't set expectations there, but yeah, to your point, decent play. Um, Trey Mann. Now he's been picked up, cut, 
possibly left there after that. I'm not sure. It's tempting because the minutes are there. But yeah. I think with without SGA, you know, there was a period where Shea Gilgis Alexander was out. Trey Mann had some very nice games. But I think he's off ball too much now, and he's not an efficient scorer. He's not getting you many steals or defensive stats. So I don't see what he's really bringing to the table other than inefficient offense right now. So I'm more than happy to take a pass on Trey Mann. I'm right on the fence. I know we're going to talk Trey Mann mm-hmm. with Raf in, in a couple minutes, but yeah, he has taken a hit. He 1.2 steals over his last five. My main objection is 36% shooting. So mm-hmm. I have him in at least one league where I'm in the playoffs and I'm sticking with him. I think they play again tonight, right? So I'm giving him at least one more game to wreck my field goal percentage and then I'm going to decide. <laughs> okay. Always a sound strategy, Matt. <laughs> yeah. And then we saw Lindy Waters the third. He he came I'm out. Sorry, of, who? What was that? The, what, oh, come come again with that, that name? That name was a two way player for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Lindy Waters the third, and I said Oklahoma City ah, yes. Thunder, not Oklahoma City Blue. So don't don't get confused. Although he did play well when he was in the G League with the Blue, he had shooting splits of fifty one forty eight ninety five. So incredibly, wow. you know, the opposite of we just talked about inefficient scoring with Trey Mann. This is about as efficient as it could get. He also had a lot of steals in the G League, never turned it over, somewhere around 0.5 per game. So there's kind of a who knows appeal for him. It's also a feel good mm-hmm. story. He's from Oklahoma. He played four years for Oklahoma State at uh, in college. So it's cool to see him get a, a shot with a big team. I'm actually thinking maybe stream this guy again. It was just one game on Tuesday. I don't want to oversell it, but we don't know. And he does have those G League stats against G League opponents, obviously. But if the minutes are going to be there, kind of a mystery box streaming upside. I might I might plug him into a lineup, see what happens. And for Wednesday as a streaming option, second game of back to back garbage time should be should be potentially a glorious amount of garbage time in that <laughs> game for someone like lindy waters the third so i can see it um okay i'm not i'm not running through a brick wall with excitement about lindy waters the third but uh but maybe as a streamer yeah these waters are lukewarm for you you would say <laughs> oh, wow. okay well said all right well Lu- said. Lu- and by the way yeah, hit hit our timers up so we got to go speed round for whatever you have remaining that's it just uh aaron wiggins does does he do anything for you no should he? Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, the minutes are there. Another guy, this is what I was, you know, kind of a theme for this is these guys are getting opportunities, not really hitting value. Even as a starter, he's averaging under nine points, 4.6 boards, basically nothing else. So he gets a pass from me. Oh. So, hey, we were about 50-50 there. A couple guys you could roster, yeah. a couple you want to leave alone. And Lindy Waters, the third, by the way, what an achievement, 0% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Aaron Wiggins, 2% rostered. I'll at least uh, put Aaron Wiggins on a watch list after seeing him play 35 and 30 minutes the last two games. All right, there you go. You got your deep cuts covered for today's 5x5. Five five. <laughs> okay. And we didn't even talk about SGA's stats, but man, he is on a heater right now since coming back. Maybe we'll talk about that in a second with That's our Raph. next guest. So I'm going to say bye to you and bring him in. See ya. Okay, goodbye. Raf. hello to you, sir. How are you? Hey. Good, thanks. That, now, the order of... Things that you sent, players that you sent me started with Detroit, but I feel like we got to continue this Oklahoma City conversation yeah. if that's good with you. I'm fine with that. Okay, so well, what are your thoughts? You were just hearing Ryan just, just you know, obliterate Trey Mann as a fantasy option. Where are you on this whole thing? I kind of feel like managers should uh, keep the faith with him right now. I know his field okay. goal percentage isn't great. 29% roster in Yahoo League, so obviously there are a few managers who have decided to take the plunge on him. I bring back a name from the past. We played a different position, but I think Trey's got a little lead name on him. Wow. In terms of like 
he goes into these these stretches where if it feels like leather, it's going up. And I think that's a big reason why his he's been such an inefficient shooter. But the thing is, he's getting opportunities to shoot. So I think I feel like that's a lottery ticket that you may want to play. He's shot at least 11 field goal attempts in each of his last 10 games. During that stretch, 15.1 points, 3.9 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.4 steals, and 1.83 pointers in 30.5 minutes per game. Like As you guys know, the field goal percentage hasn't been good. 41% during that stretch, but I kind of feel like if we're looking for negatives, the schedule might be a bigger issue mm-hmm. than the inefficiency. You only play two more games this week, and then you've got two straight three-game weeks. So if you're in the middle of a fancy playoff run, I think that would give you more pause than his field goal shooting, personally. Raph, sometimes there's a comment said on this show that just totally blinds me to everything else, and I cannot stop thinking about Lee Nalon now. Yeah. Did he go to a Texas school? Was he like a Texas? He went to TCU. TCU, like one of the all-time greats. In and school was he a history. lefty? Yeah. For some reason, in my mind, he's he a, lefty. a lefty. Yes. Okay, that's all I can. I that's that's top of my head. Lee Nalon and pre- memories. Yeah. But now I'm about to go down a Lee Nalon wormhole after this. But yeah, I mean Trey Mann. I think you know, hearing you and Ryan talk about it, it's a guy that I think you have a case for keeping him and dropping him. Honestly, yeah. like I said, I'm giving him at least tonight one more game. His outlook has definitely taken a hit with the SGA stuff. SGA, the last seven games, 33 points per game, around six rebounds, eight assists, mm-hmm. two steals, a block, and 1.73s. I mean, he is just on a ridiculous hot streak for those who waited him out. So are we good on OKC, Raph? Well, someone mentioned Alexei Pokushevsky in the comments, mm-hmm. and he should already be rostered. Like, he's been a, a fancy standout the last couple of weeks, so... Yeah, he should definitely be rostered in most leagues at this point. Absolutely. Whether he starts or comes off. Absolutely. And I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of consistency from him. We've talked about his percentages. Well, his field goal percentage has been the tiniest bit shaky the last few games. But overall, we're not worried about him crushing percentages. He's getting you some assists. I I like him a lot. He looks looks ready to go. So I think, uh, do, do you want to talk Detroit now? Yeah. Okay. We do need to talk Detroit. Let's do it. Specifically, Marvin Bagley. With the Isaiah Stewart injury, bone bruise in his knee, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a timeline for return. I guess he's going to be reevaluated in one week. But you look at where Detroit is in the standings, what would their motivation be to rush to bring Stewart back to play? You know, right. So I think Bagley's going to end up being the big fantasy winner here. He shot nine for sixteen from the field in each of his last two games against Atlanta: nineteen, ten, one assist, two steals, and a block and one three-pointer in 36 minutes. So I think even if he's not going to give you a double-double on a consistent basis, he's going to be playing at least 30 minutes per game with Stewart down. And the 44% roster in Yahoo Leagues. And Detroit plays three more games this week. I think it's Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So And then three next week, which isn't great. But you've got three more opportunities to get good value on him. And if he starts, that could be a huge boost in terms of his fantasy value. I'm, first of all, I'm not ready to talk about that Hawks-Pistons game from the other Super night, unfair. so if we could just wipe that. I tried to wipe that from memory. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I, I can't see why. It feels like Detroit now has the perfect excuse to yeah. evaluate Bagley and see what they have, which mm-hmm. I think they're under some pressure to do after trading for him. So yeah, it, I, I would be reevaluated in a week could mean anything with Isaiah Stewart. So Bagley does feel like he has a lot of runway. And 
per 36 with Detroit, I think it's only six games, but he's around 20 points, 10 rebounds, 1.2 steals. I'd like to see more blocks from him. I think that's a complaint mm-hmm. we've all had for a little while with Bagley. 0.5 blocks per 36 minutes in his six games with Detroit. That's a little disappointing because I feel like early on in his career, he looked like he could be a one block per game guy, but yeah. maybe with this increased playing time, we'll start to see something closer to that. I'd agree with that. All right. So I think we, uh, do we close the book on both of your uh, options here? Yeah, I'm fine. And there goes the okay. alarm. So yeah. There goes the alarm. I, I, we had like five seconds left, so I had to say something. To yeah, say. I feel you. <laughs> All right, Raf. thanks as always. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Okay. We are now going to welcome in, from, welcome in, I know how to talk, from NBC Sports Edge betting, Vaughn Dalzell. And Vaughn, first, I just want to ask, how is your bye week going in the NBC Sports Edge company fantasy league? You have the one seed. Uh-huh. I landed the two. Yes. We got, yes. How's this bye week treating you? What have you been up to? Uh, it's it's been well. You know, I haven't been stressed out. I was actually pretty stressed Saturday and Sunday when I saw you sneaking up potentially to steal the first seat from me. Yeah. Because you know, I just wanted bragging rights to be number one all throughout the whole season. So sure. Pretty confident it's going to be me and you the championship, and um, I'm going to feel bad for you when the outcome happens. Are the odds? Do we have the odds out there for you and I to meet in the championship? Is well, that well obviously, I'm the heavy favorite. You know, I'm probably like minus 150. I would okay. throw you in there around the plus 110 range because you just snuck by Ed there. So yeah. that's probably like plus 130 now. But uh, yeah, you guys are pretty dead heat sec- second there, I'd have to say. I'd, I'd rather be like, you know, not the top, not the favorite, not the betting favorite. You know, that's a lot That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I think you wanted to kick things off with our actual uh, betting-related conversation by talking a little Sixers here. Yeah, I've been super impressed. Um, I lived outside of Philly for the past three or four years up until like the past six months. So I went to a ton of Sixers games, and this is undoubtedly the best Sixers team they've ever had. And that's been obviously James Harden boosts that team. Um, what I've really noticed with them is Tobias Harris is taking a back seat now. If you're a player prop better, you have to fade his points, rebounds, assist line. Yeah. It's been 24 and a half, 25 and a half. He's hit that under every single game Harden's been in the lineup. Now, on top of that, Tyrese Maxey obviously has been hitting three pointers at an insane clip. Sixers look well-rounded now. We thought without Seth Curry, they might be losing some of that three-point potential they have and be able to, you know, stretch out the offense. But Maxie's filled in just fine, and Harden's been able to do the pick-and-roll with Embiid to make them as deadly enough, I think, to win the Eastern Conference. So right now they're still sitting, you know, plus 320, plus 350. Obviously the Nets are getting healthy with Kevin Durant back, and those are the one and two best teams. But, uh, man, I I would probably take a stab on the Sixers right now, plus 320 to win the East. Not win the whole thing, but okay. I think they have a good chance because their schedule, I mean, they got some cakewalks down the stretch. Their last seven games, I just had it in my notes here, the last seven games to finish the season, uh, Detroit, Charlotte, Cleveland, Indiana twice, Toronto, and Detroit. So they could definitely get to a one seed. So this is plus 320 to to finish tops during the, in the end of regular season in the Eastern Conference. To win the to go to the NBA Finals oh, okay, as the Eastern okay. Conference champ. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. And the Tyrese Maxey thing has really been a revelation, by the way, because I was yeah. I thought that would be the guy who Harden would devour his numbers. Instead, he has devoured Tobias Harris's. I agree. It's, it's wild. I think next on our list is the team that torments me on a semi-nightly basis. So do you have uh, good news or bad news for me about the Hawks? Good news. We talked last time I came on. I told you. You got to buy the Atlanta Hawks market. They're plus money. They're like plus 150, plus 200 to make the playoffs. Everyone was sleeping on them because they're strength of schedule. But guess what? They've got through the brunt of that strength schedule now. And I was just looking at it. The only team that has an easier strength of schedule the rest of the season is the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. So the Hawks are sitting pretty to make the playoffs, in my opinion, right now. They're sitting at the 10 seed. Uh, you know, they're what? One game or they're tied with the Hornets, one game back of the Nets. Obviously, they won't catch the Nets. 
The Raptors could be a team that drops off. So I think the Hawks could make the playoffs. Even if they get in that play-in tournament game, they could win that game. I think they're talented. And similar to, you know, last year, how they picked it up in the second half season. But they're like the Memphis Grizzlies of last season in a way, how the Grizzlies were kind of slept on all year. No one respected them, and they caught fire at the end. I think that's what we're about to see with the Atlanta Hawks. So I like the Hawks to make the playoffs. You can still get that around plus 100. Some books have it up to minus 140. So uh, try and get that in now because that's going to be minus 300 or worse in a week or two. What are you betting on there? Are you betting on them to advance past the play-in? To tournament? make the playoffs in general, to the play-in tournament is like crazy odds. Like you'd have to maybe betting like 800 to win 100 or something like that. Right, okay. Um, so they're pretty heavy favorites to make the play-in, but I'm confident enough to bet them to even make the playoffs after the play-in as so, well. Yeah, so, so you're uh, you're betting on them to advance past the play-in tournament with, that, yes, with those yes, odds you just mentioned. to be at least 7-8 seed, whatever it is, be playing. This is a team I'm glad I'm glad you can see it the way you see it because it's so agonizing watching them. They're five and four in their last nine games. It could easily be nine and oh. They blew big leads in some of those yeah. games against Boston, blew it late against the Bulls and Pistons. It's absolutely agonizing mm-hmm. stuff, but maybe it's close to clicking. It could be. Maybe. We'll see. But I, I mean, yeah. I, I I like the depth they have. Like I, I still like their team in general, and they've had a lot of injuries up and downs to the season. I mean, Trey yeah. Young, you know, when he scores, when he's hitting threes or scoring 25-30, Hawks are, are a good basketball team. But when you see him struggle like a couple nights ago when he only had, you know, nine points in the fourth quarter, most yeah. nights the Hawks are going to have no chance of winning games. But I think that they're well enough around. They can give, you know, a push to a team as a seven or eight seed, you know, in a seven-game series. They're probably not going to win this year, but I think they can give it a run. Clock is winding down on us, but I want to quickly get your thoughts. Any March Madness, quick March Madness thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, so just keep an eye on a couple of big men. Right now, it looks like all like, three big men will be the top three picks in the draft. Paulo Benchero out of Duke, mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga, and Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Smith is climbing the boards of the top pick, so keep an eye on him. Holmgren, though, however, although he's 195 pounds at seven foot, these guys brought Gonzaga's defense from 76 and 61st in multiple categories to yeah. first and second on the season. He's been a big help. So keep an eye on him. Those will be the top three picks in the draft. Nice. All those guys are exciting. We've talked about Jabari Smith in particular on this. Yeah, we talked about all of them a few weeks ago with Tom Casale, I think. So uh, appreciate the update there. Vaughn, as always, thanks for stopping by. We'll look forward to seeing you back here again soon. No problem, Matt. Let's go Hawks. All right. It <laughs> sounds good. We have two more writers still to go. First, we will take a quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. We're highlighting matchups between the Celtics and Hornets, Bulls and Pistons and Suns and Heat. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it right now. Meanwhile, March Madness is officially here and get your brackets ready by tuning into Bet the Edge Brackets and Bets Monday, March 14th at 4 p.m. Eastern on our NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Sarah Perlman will be joined by members of our NBC Sports Edge team to break down the best way to wager on the big dance and fill out your brackets. This special edition of Bet the Edge will be available anywhere you get your podcasts and will also be loaded into our Round Ball Stew feed. That's here. You can hear it right here. So get yourself ready for madness. Will we have madness right now when we bring in Aaron Robinson? Aaron, are we... It, will there be... There's a little NBA March Madness going on. How's that for a segue in Portland? There is some March Madness, March silliness happening, and I believe that's where you'd like to kick things off. Yeah, man. Uh, excuse me. First and foremost, man, March is, March is an outstanding month for basketball uh, all yeah. around, man. So if, if anybody ever needs some some March Madness bracket advice, definitely come holler at me. I'm, I'm, I've been covering the CAA tournament, the A-10 tournament, college basketball all year. So definitely an uh, exciting time of year. But Portland – Situation in Portland is crazy, man. These guys are out here rolling out, you know, new guys by the day, man. Obviously, Brandon Williams, yeah. the guy who doesn't even have a, a picture on, on his uh, roster at NBA.com or, or ESPN.com. Yeah, Yahoo. Yahoo but, Fantasy, uh, no picture. He's out here balling, man. And obviously, on Monday, he came off a of performance, 28, 27 points, 7 of 18 shooting from the floor, 2 of 7 from 3, 11 for 16 uh, from the free throw line, also had 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Four steals, one block uh, in that in that game. He, he did have four turnovers, but obviously, you know, you'll you'll you'll, you'll live with that with you know based on all the production that he gave you. But over his last five games, he's averaging seventeen point two points, three rebounds, two point six steals, uh, one point six triples per game. So excuse me, two point six assists, one steal, and one point six triples um, over his last five games. So he's been in a groove over there, man. You mentioned silly season is, is always a wild time, and in Portland. You know, it's, it's probably been been the wildest of, of any city, arguably, in the NBA because they just keep finding ways to win. You know, without God, obviously, Dan Miller's out, traded away C.J. McCollum, mm-hmm. traded away Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and, you know, obviously, Ant Simons has been awesome, but now he's out. And next thing you know, Brandon Williams came out the woodwork, and now he's putting up crazy numbers. So um, he's only rostered in 12% of leagues right now, so he's somebody that you could grab uh, particularly easily if you want to take a flyer on somebody. So... Um, definitely somebody that I would have on my radar just because of the wackiness that is going on in Portland right now, especially as long as Ant Simons is out. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, by the way, have you been playing Pirtle, the uh, the guessing game, the NBA guessing game? I haven't. All right. Well, first of all, we got to get you on this. It's the it's the NBA version of Wordle, so we got to get you on that. And there is a silhouette mode in that game. Like if you're struggling to find to guess the player, you can activate the silhouette as like a clue and. Brandon Williams is just a silhouette on all of those apps you were talking about. So we got to get this guy a photo, first of all. That's right. that's first and foremost. Seriously. So as for Anthony Simons, because I think he's an inter- a key part of this equation, right? Because yeah. Brandon Williams did have a 21-point game with Simons playing, but then he had yeah. that big game that you talked about without Simons. So yeah. can they coexist? Because Anthony Simons, I think, questionable for Wednesday with the quad bruise. We don't think he's out long play or not on Wednesday. So what do you think? Like Brandon Williams, I was just been watching video of him. Not a big guy. He doesn't he doesn't particularly profile as like a shooting guard, but yeah. maybe these two can play together in the same backcourt. What do you think? I mean listen, they don't have much else to offer. I mean they're out there with <laughs> right. CJ Ellaby, Josh Hart, 
Trenton Watford and Drew Eubanks. So, I mean, you slide Ant, Ant Simons in that third lineup. They're still going to need – somebody has to score the ball. Like, somebody has to right. put the ball in the hoop. They can't be out there playing one-on-five with Ant Simons or, you know, Josh Hart only had six points last night. So, I think, I think they can coexist. You know, he's somebody that I wouldn't be too worried about when Ant Simons comes back. Obviously, you might not be getting 27, but you mentioned obviously right. the 21-point game that he had with Ant Simons. I think you can get somewhere around there, 16, 18 tonight, you know, a few triples. Um, I think he's somebody that can definitely provide that. So, um Obviously, you know, his, his prospects are better without Ed Simons, but I still think with Simons back in the lineup, um, he's still somebody that can get you some decent value. And by the way, a guy who can get to, to the line 16 times in a game, that's a skill in and of itself. Granted, he only yeah. made 11, but I mean, he's an interesting player for sure. Yeah. Uh, we got about 90 seconds left, and I think you wanted to talk about Landry Shamit as well, his opportunity. Yes, sir. Uh, Landry Shamit, obviously, huge game last night, 21 points on 6 of 12 shooting, 6 of 10 from the three-point line, three rebounds and two assists. Obviously, Cam Johnson's out uh, with the quad injury, and um, there's no word on him when he's going to come back. So, you know, I think as long as Cam Johnson is, is out, uh, Landry Shamit mm-hmm. is definitely somebody that, that, you, that you can look at. I mean, even when he comes back, obviously, they're without Devin Booker, they're without – um, Chris Paul. So I think that both of those guys are people that can, can, can have some can have some value, you know, uh, together. We mentioned obviously Brandon Williams and Ant Simons coaching. I think Cam Johnson, I think him and Landry Shamrock can both kind of get off in, in that offense as long as as long as Phoenix is without CP3 and, and Devin Booker. So he's only rostered in 11% of the leagues right now. So that, again, uh, uh, one more guy that you can get pretty easily right now. So. Uh, I think if, if you're looking for a shooter for some triples, Landry Shaman, definitely somebody you should take a look at. And we should clarify on Booker, there was a report Tuesday night, and this was blurbed on NBC Sports Edge, that Booker was expected to join his teammates in Miami before the Wednesday game, but we're still waiting to see if he gets cleared to play in that one. But your point, I think, was that without Cam Johnson, Landry Shaman could potentially fill that Cam Johnson void in terms yep. of numbers. For Either sure. way. Well, our clock is ticking down, but and the, the alarm's going to go off. But I want you mentioned March Madness. I want your uh, what are your any quick predictions? Any anything you want to throw at me? Throw it off. I'm picking the dragon, cut down the nets, man. I think I think this is the I think this this finally the year that Mark Few gets it done, man. They've they've obviously they got their last year lost to Baylor, but I think this year is the year that they're going to get it done. So if I had to pick one team, bet my house on it would be Gonzaga. But this year is it's a year where there's a lot of teams that can do it. Obviously, Duke with with Coach K Swan Song is going to mm-hmm. be in the mix here as well. Arizona's really good. Baylor. Um, so there's a bunch of teams that are really good this year. And there's a bunch of mid-major teams that are also very good this year. So don't be surprised if we get another, you know, Oral Roberts this year or, you know, another Loyola Chicago this year because the mid-major crop this year is really good. So expect some upsets uh, in the bracket this year. All right, Aaron, thanks as always. We will uh, talk to you back here soon. Yes, sir. Brad Stonebreaker is here to uh, close it down. We're, cl- we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, yeah. I don't have anything else to say other than that. Um, <laughs> no worries. Sounds where good. Where do you want to start things off? Is it Bruce Brown? Is it Bruce Brown of Brooklyn? I think I'm going to go with Bruce Brown of Brooklyn. Nice little alliteration okay. there too. Yes. So KD went down what, a couple months ago now, I guess. Uh, Bruce Brown started off kind of slow. He looked to be one of the bigger beneficiaries of KD going down. But in the last month, he really he showed his stuff. He was flirting with top 50 over the last month. And now KD returns. He's been back for three games. And myself included, a lot of people kind of thought Durant's back. Brown might yeah. – he might be a drop guy, right? But that's that's not been the case at all. Um, last night he went 6 of 8 from the field for 14 points, 8 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, and no turnovers in 28 minutes yeah. of a start. And that brings his three-game averages with KD since he's been back to 17 points on 65.5% shooting. 
six rebounds, 4.3 assists, two steals, 0.7 blocks, one and a half triples, and just 0.3 turnovers per game. And he's getting 30 minutes per game. And all that good stuff is good for second round value in those three. So, wow. yeah, I, I really thought Katie was, I thought he was going to be almost an auto drop guy. Um, I wasn't really a believer in him since Durant's been back in action. But like I said, just not, that doesn't look like the case. And I would say going forward, he should be worth holding on to. So what what do you like? What do you think his floor is going forward? I guess is my question. I mean, is he is, is there any way he's this good for the last sixteen games? I, my mind is blown by this this whole development as much as any other late season <laughs> development we're seeing. Yeah, because I mean, like last night, those numbers you cited that was also that was with KD playing. Now he had a quiet night, but that was with Kyrie scoring what? What he scored forty eight or something like that? Yeah, yeah, he had fifty. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense, but I guess he is a guy who can thrive with low usage. I mean, six for eight in that game, so he's efficient. If you look at his game log, I mean, he has one dud in his last 10 games, basically, and that was pre-All-Star break. Um, he doesn't have more than 13 attempts in a game in any of those 10, and in a weird way, that low usage is almost encouraging. Does that make sense? Like, that he can thrive as a low usage guy in fantasy actually maybe explains why he can can main, maintain relevance with KD and Kyrie playing. That's the best I got. No, yeah, honestly, it's it's impressive if anything and encouraging. Like you said, it's just he he doesn't need to take shots to be effective. He he could get he could score six points and get three steals and a couple blocks and still right. be worth streaming or utilizing. I think that's kind of. The main part of his game and if he's hitting a, a three or two that just it just makes it a little better so yeah I'm, i mean i'm all in i i don't think he's gonna be a second rounder going forward but sure i think he's gonna be worth holding on to absolutely and this is a guy who kind of as you just alluded to has a, a lot of avenues to helping our fantasy rosters points mm-hmm. threes rebounds assists steals blocks he can do he can do it all on any given night yeah so absolutely i'm fully on board and i don't want to shortchange this next guy because he's absolutely one of my favorite slightly under the radar fantasy guys who is actually incredibly good so i mean you don't have to answer this question but i always ask myself why is it always easier to get terry rogier in fantasy drafts than it should be man i I don't i don't know he was picked like he's ranked about half a round below lamello uh third rounder and lamello's like just at the tail end of second but um rosier's picked i think it's like four and a half rounds past him based on his ADP mm-hmm. and I think Lamelo just has that kind of flashy that upside that everyone was excited about he's young and he's still had room to grow and he, he's been great don't get me wrong but Rozier is just so so good last night uh, they lost to the Nets but 30 points eight boards four assists three steals in the block with five three-pointers and I'll get more into the this part but just two turnovers and his turnovers, or or lack thereof, they're a huge reason for his third round value on this season. Yeah, he's averaging one point three turnovers per game, and of guards playing at least twenty eight minutes, it's only Tyrese Maxey who obviously is fantastic, um, Monte Morris, and Patty Mills and Kobe White who are averaging fewer than Rozier, and Rozier's ranked the best out of those guys, which further helps his case on how like well rounded he is and how. Mm-hmm how sneaky good I don't, I don't even say sneaky guy i think he's just just good at this point but he's just not not a huge name that anyone really like reaches for in drafts or anything um his his counting stats aren't incredible it's around four and a half in the boards and assists but yeah he's a good steals guy he doesn't totally tank your shooting 
around just a bit under 44%, 3.13 pointers, 1.2 steals. Um, so yeah, I mean, how he was taken around the 70s in drafts this year. Now he's ranked 30th, I think. I checked this morning. So is he still going to be taken past 50 next season? I heard, I know I heard the alarm, but yeah, it's okay. We can go another minute here. Yeah. Again, I don't want to shortchange Terry Rozier, one of my favorite yeah. non hawk <laughs> players to watch in the yes. league. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to, I'll have to, if we're fast forwarding ahead, projecting ahead to next year, I'll have to kind of pause and ask myself, am I, do I want this guy to be the third best player on my fantasy team? Because he is the guy you love. Oh, you, I got him in the sixth round or whatever, and he's a third rounder. <laughs> yeah. Like once you've had that experience, it's hard to then draft that guy in the third round, you know? Totally. <laughs> but I, I think we could see it. I, I mean, I could see him going like in the fourth round next year, just based on what he's done in his track record. Cause it's not a fluke at this point. Right. And yeah, no, no way. <laughs> I mean, he delivers when Bridges and, and Ball are playing well, and he's been even better since the last 31 games. He's closer to 22 points per game, five rebounds, five, five assists, getting all those steals over three, three pointers, and the turnovers have stayed low. I mean, he's just a quietly awesome fantasy player. And will I take him in the third round? That's a tough question next year, but I think yeah. the case is there. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely agree on all that. And like you said, him being able to play with LaMelo and then both being able to crank out second, third round value respectively, I think that's huge. And I think LaMelo could be even better, but I don't necessarily think that hurts Rozier because he can Mm -hmm. play off the ball too and LaMelo could get more assists because of it. And You never know. Charlotte is a really fun fantasy environment. Get yourself some some Hornets next season if you didn't do it this year. All right, that is going to do it for us on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. Raf and Steve will be here on Thursday, tomorrow, with their typical Thursday episode. And we're back on Friday to talk waiver wire pickups heading into the weekend. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. And thanks to all of our writers for joining. Ryan, Raf, Vaughn, Aaron, and you, Brad, thanks for sticking around. I'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thanks, Matt. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.